0: Hello Friendship Church, this is Pastor Kenny at Friendship Studios. Today I'll be talking with our worship pastor, Joel Farber, about our message from this past Sunday, as well as our worship. We'll be going over the meaning of discipleship and worship and how Elijah and Elisha are biblical examples of that as we follow Jesus. All of this and more on this week's episode of the Friendship Church Podcast. Joel Farber, thank you for joining me on this first ever Friendship Church podcast. Yeah. These are exciting days, my friend. What do you know? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Joel, we talked about uh, starting this podcast and and what it might look like and why we might be doing it, and I, I think both of our hearts really fell on that issue of worship and discipleship. Yep. Right yep. and. I know that that as you and I have sat together and talked through even just worship, I've been intrigued by how that has worked out, not just on stage, but also just in your life in general. And one of the things I, I, I want to come back to in just a few minutes, so I, I'm going to have you start thinking about this, is this idea of raw worship, mm. okay? So... So keep that in the back of your head, Joel. We're coming back to it. Yes. Before we go there, let's talk about this weekend. Good things, exciting things, uh, whatever Whatever we want to talk about with this weekend. How, do, how did you feel like the service
1: went? What was well, your perspective? We were both in Shakopee. Yep. Shakopee was great. Um, I guess two things come to mind. One is, you know, when it comes to the way our teams have been doing worship, Um, for a considerable amount of time now, maybe a couple of years. We operate with a lot of technology and it really, you know, it's great and it adds um some unique depth to what we're playing on stage and yeah um but at the same time when that's all you're you're doing it it kind of gets you stuck Mm. um you're you're stuck being pulled by this click track and this little voice in your head telling you what to do and what to sing when and it's great but sometimes it'd be nice to have a little bit more freeing opportunity and we're trying to get there as a team just to to maybe go back into something when, Mm -hmm. if you feel led to go back into a chorus of the song again or whatever. And, you know, it was just a great opportunity right before the sermon to do that. I think first service this weekend and just to let the spirit move a little bit, that was refreshing. And I'm looking forward to um, giving God back some of that control Mm -hmm. in our worship. Yeah, But I have to admit, you know, we're singing How Great Thou Art on Sunday, and uh, unfortunately, that song I was leading, and, and I'm looking down halfway through, and I see Chad DeYoung at our Shockby <laughs> campus yes. um, wearing flip flops. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, 20 degrees, 25 degrees outside. I don't know what's going on. You, Minnesotans, are you are you're made out of tough stuff? Because I,
0: I see that all the time. A lot of guys, they'll even come in with shorts and stuff. I'm like, it's not me, it's 20 degrees outside. What is happening? They're like, eh, it's nothing.
1: Yeah, I That's mean, nothing. I'm uh, the older I get, and I'm I'm not terribly old, other than my soul. But you know, I I uh, I long for the warm weather, and the only thing keeping me in in Minnesota is you, Kenny.
0: Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> I I appreciate. That. Good thing you came, otherwise, uh, yeah, you, where would I be? Florida or something? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> hey, uh, so speaking of worship, there was this really cool moment for me. Um, well, several places. You, you know, you you did bring out that uh, "How Great Thou Art" this week this weekend, and I, I don't know that just it ministered to me. I was, I was backstage and just kind of preparing my heart, and and you guys hit that chorus, and I was like throwing my hands up in the air, and and just in a, this moment of prayer and praise, it, it was really cool, mm-hmm. and then. After at the end of the service, you you all sang. I think it was King of Kings. King of Kings. Yeah. Yes, and um, Nikki brought it at the at, at the end of that. I mean, she just she just kind of belted it out, and I was I was in the back like teary eyed and like, yes, that is my Jesus. That is exactly what happened, and we're a live church, and yeah. you know, I mean, there was just a stirring in my spirit. how, how is that for you? As you're playing guitar and. And singing and being in the moment and hearing a click track in your ear. Yeah. And how, how was that moment for you?
1: It's It's how you describe it, but, you know, where um, obviously both of my hands are pinned to a, a guitar at the time or sometimes to drumsticks. And um, so to put them up in the air when I want to, sometimes I don't get to. But yeah, um, that was another song where even both services, where I'm just like, man, if I could bask in that a little bit longer. And, yeah. you know, the chorus, praise the Father, praise the Son. Praise the Spirit, three and one. You could sing that over and over again, and yeah. it, I mean, um, because God deserves our praise, you know. Um, so yeah, it was a good song. Yeah, I love singing that song.
0: Yeah, and even even Chad DeYoung with his flip flops on was, uh, I think he was totally into it.
1: Yeah, hands you know, up. you
0: start seeing some people throw their hands up in the air, and it's like, yeah, I just want to be right here.
1: Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> easy it. to get. To wanna to wanna get stuck in those moments because the Lord is really ministering to your heart in those times, mm-hmm. and uh, He works in everyone's heart at at different rates throughout you yeah. know a different song. But you could just see it on people's faces, and and then I guess in the way they were just worshiping the Lord
0: yeah. it was cool. Yeah. Did you hear any feedback from Prior Lake? Did they have similar experiences over there, or or have you heard anything?
1: Yeah, they had a uh, great service over there. Um, nothing, nothing really. Uh, as far as feedback goes just yet. Um, but, you know, they said it went well, had some tough technical difficulties over there this week that um, yeah. Jason and his team had to overcome, and they did so—they uh, did it well. Um, it's hard to do when you get stuck in how you're doing things and you're thrown for a loop. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, I totally get that. And I, I so back to this issue of worship— um, you know, you've talked about raw worship, and I, I tell us what that
1: is. Yeah, um, so I guess since you know my college days, I've always had this idea in the back of my head um, called raw worship, and it's really um, it's both an acronym and a word itself. But uh-huh. the acronym is you know real authentic worship, and uh, basically the idea is um, there's no prescription to it. There's not a there's no there's no way really to. Really, even teach it. You can mm-hmm. give examples of what that looks like, but really, it just there's there's two things that that it comes down to is there's uh, it requires that you love God, but it also requires that um, there's a lordship that Jesus is mm-hmm. your Lord, mm-hmm. and when you have both love and lordship with Jesus. Um, it allows you to submit to him and worship differently than if you just love him mm-hmm. and you're worshiping because it's a good song and you want to like show love, or it's different than if he's just your Lord where you're just kind of doing it because you're submitted to him, but the love isn't there it takes really both of those things and to lean into them to say Jesus I love you and you're my lord and I'm going to submit to you and in this moment when I feel your your presence on me to to mm. put my hand in the air I'm going to do that or if I feel your presence on on me just to sit down and to start mm-hmm. praying then I'm going to do that or if if you even compel me to my knees
0: yeah
1: to worship you in that way then I'm going to do it and uh mm-hmm. You know the the Minnesota culture. You know, even in me, like I, I tend to be stoic and worship if I'm not on stage, having to be an example. Right. And uh, I I admit that, but um, it takes a lot and it takes courage just to to let Jesus say, "Hey, you know what? You need to to worship me in whatever way is real and authentic right now." Right. Um, That's a, and that really is hard. I mean, when
0: you're when you're in a congregation, and the congregation is. Um, uh, you know, present and, uh, and engaging, and you can hear them around you. For us to think in terms of an audience of one is, is kind of tricky at times. Hmm. And to allow ourselves to be free to throw our hands in the air or kneel down or sit down or stand up when no one else is. I mean, all of those things are very appropriate right and and really, an overflow of our of our heart in that moment, right, but to not be bound by what's around us, I think that's that's where I struggle sometimes, especially in a corporate setting, is like, uh, I want to throw my arms in the air, but I also don't want to be showy, and I don't want to distract people behind me, right, and you know, so how would you coach me through
1: that, man, so I'm, I experienced it a couple of weeks ago when we had family service, and mm-hmm. I had my, my daughter Zoe and Ava in service with me, and they were a complete distraction mm. to uh, in Prior Lake to Mark Linden behind us. And oh. and I'm like, you know what? Um, it is what it is. And I um, afterwards, I said to Mark, I'm like, I'm sorry. He's like, hey, it wasn't a distraction to me. Yeah. And you know what that really points out is that people really aren't really paying attention to everyone. (laughs) Like you think they are, but they're really not. And I'm like the epitome of it, having two little kids running around, dropping goldfish, um, (laughs) running back and forth. And like, so at the end of the day, I think sometimes we spend too much time in our heads. Mm -hmm. And when we're worshiping the Lord, like that's our focus, that's where we need to be. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I guess I'll say it here, but I, I want people to know like, there's the permission to worship freely yeah. and uh, to not be uh, hindranced by, you know, vain imaginations about what people are thinking about you because right. they don't exist. Right.
0: No, that's a really great point. Um, well, let's kind of transition this talk a little bit from corporate worship to private worship. And so when we started this series on Elijah, um, I, I quoted you and I used that issue of raw— uh, mm-hmm. raw worship, real authentic worship and that worship it certainly can be in a corporate setting with music but it's also a lifestyle too right right and uh, we certainly see that with Elijah and and how he's obedient to the Lord even when things don't make sense. I mean from the very beginning he's getting fed by these unclean birds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if it was that bird or not, but oh, that was
1: really interesting. Yes. Yeah, he's definitely getting fed by the birds and <laughs> right. getting water from the, the nearby brook and yeah. all by himself. Right. And it's like,
0: uh, I don't know if I should do that, but I'm going to be obedient to God. And whatever God calls me to, he's He's going to make a way. Mm-hmm. And so we see that throughout the life of Elijah. And then it culminates really to this past weekend when we were talking through Second Kings chapter two, and in Second Kings chapter two, he's he's building up a replacement, which I thought uh, I, we didn't really get into this piece of it this weekend. I, I don't think uh, Pastor Matt did either, but the idea of we do need to be training up that next generation to take over for us, even if we're not planning on going anywhere. Yeah, we we have to have that training around us. That's one of the things I've appreciated just about. Uh, having two campuses, you can't be on two campuses. Right. So you have to, like literally, you have to rely on other people. So there's
1: a there's a lot of training that's going on to make that happen. Training and trust, you know. Yeah. Right now it's in still being kind of green in the position. It's a lot of trust and knowing that the, the other worship leaders um, are skilled in their areas and that they know how to, to handle that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, all of the people leading worship— if I'm not on a campus, I know that they, uh, I know them, and I know their hearts, and yeah. so I can I can peacefully come to any other campus. I can even be uh, gone right. for the weekend and know that they're going to um, handle things well. And ultimately, it's in their hands and God's hands.
0: Yeah, well, and I've I've seen that consistently. There, you probably have a handful of leaders, and so I'm I'm uh, maybe I shouldn't even mention anyone by name, but I will. Uh, I've seen Kristen and Nikki both lead, and they've just done phenomenal jobs, and yeah. and it's consistent with what you've done. So, I love that. Um, back to, you know, with with Elijah and the way that Elijah is training up somebody, it's very it's very purposeful. There's this there's this moment towards the end where Elisha uh, asks for a double portion. Do you remember that passage? So. Uh, Elisha asks for a double portion, and again, a piece that we didn't talk about this weekend, at least in Shakopee, was this could very well be uh, Elisha saying, hey, I want to carry on your uh, spiritual family, because a double portion was really for a a parent to give to the oldest child. Mm. So there is this way that Elisha may be saying, I am your spiritual son. And I want to take on what you have given, and I want to move forward with it. And it could also be a part of the reason that Elisha, uh, after Elijah is drawn up, he says, Father, Father, remember, and um, could just be another reminder of, I want to take what you've given me and and move forward with it. Hmm. And so I've been thinking about that in my own life, just the the different people who have discipled me through the years and and what they have given me and if I have been a good steward of that to even double my portions mm. um, that that has been I don't know a really humbling uh, mental uh, what do I want to say uh, resource tool because uh, uh, there have been some places that I have I have failed on mm. like I ah. I did not take what was given to me and multiply. I haven't been a good steward of that. Now, that, thankfully, that's not true about everything, but there have been some pieces of that, and so just driving me to my knees to say, "Lord, you've entrusted me with a lot, and I, mm-hmm. I want to be faithful with that." Do you right. Do
1: you understand what I'm saying with that? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. Um, it's kind of that. I, I think it's funny because when I when I first hear double portion, like, "Hey, can I have seconds?" Yeah, <laughs> you're um, right. But it's so true. And, you know, we're called to a task and whether you're a pastor or not, like the Lord has a journey for you, kind of how we leaned into this last weekend. And um, we're responsible to do it well, but, you know, ultimately, like we do need to be filled with his spirit and with Jesus leading to do it well. And constantly going back to that well every morning and saying, hey, you know what? Like, Please give me that new mercy this morning, mm. and uh, allow me to to do the best I can with what You've given me, and uh, where I may stumble or where I can't do it um, on my own, like fill it up, right? You know, fill me up, and even when I can do it on my own, like right. it, it don't let you. me, yeah, don't let me, like <laughs> that's when you get into issues and like, oh, you forget right. about Jesus, right? So it's like, oh, well, yeah, no, right? Yeah, so
0: um, uh, Leonard Sweet is the guy. Uh, in his book, Jesus Manifesto, I believe that's the book. Um, he mentions being having Jesus deficit disorder. Yeah. So that that the church is suffering from JDD, Jesus deficit disorder. And I, it just as I was reading that and thinking about it, it just it broke my heart because I, I do see that that's that's very possible in churches where we quick say a prayer, uh, to start a meeting or to start yeah. a worship service, and yeah. then really never engage Jesus or the Spirit of God in any uh, in any significant way. Right. That's like that's a scary place to be. It is. Uh, you know, I think our churches go from being um, from from walking in Christianity to walking in churchianity. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to. I don't want to be a churchian. I want right. to be a follower of Christ. Right. right. And. And living that out daily and coming together for that corporate worship has been a big piece of it for me to kind of uh, relight that fire. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the prayer that I've been having, especially through this series with Elijah, has been, uh, Lord, just revive my soul. Re- I, I am seeking revival here. Um, I, I, I want you, Lord, to, to please not just ignite this flame, I, because I think there's a spark there, But, but man, let your, let your fan, just fan that flame. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, I I don't know, that's been happening in my heart and that has in part started with some confession of sin and addressing some, you know, here are areas where I'm not trusting you in faith, where I'm doing it myself. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, those are called idols and I need to address those idols. And I, I hate it. (laughs) I hate it, but it's a reality. And if, if, one of one of the fears, I think, with any church is who whoever is in leadership, and I'm not just talking about the the senior pastor of a church. I'm talking about the leadership of the church, yeah. which can include elders, they can include trustees, it can include staff, uh, it can include ministry directors and volunteers. Whoever those leaders are, there is this like a spiritual contagiousness yeah. <laughs> that happens. Right, and so if we're lacking our walk with God. Well, then, then somebody else gets it, and it's contagious. And right. what a terrible thing when we stand in front of God and He's like, "Yeah, Kenny, you were contagious, and but what you gave wasn't me." Right? <laughs> People got a lot of Kenny, and not any of me. That would be horrible. <laughs> I do not want that conversation. Yes, better Kenny than COVID. <laughs> well, debatable. Oh, man. <laughs> debatable. Well, Joel, thank you for joining me on this first podcast. As we as we close up our time, is there anything that you want to say?
1: No, I uh, just in light of what you were just saying, you know, leadership—it's their job to be filled up with hope and mm-hmm. the hope of Jesus, and yeah. it's you know, it's always that analogy of the the couple were flowing, and yeah. when the when leadership can walk around, and when when you and Matt walk around with hope Mm -hmm. in your hearts that's flowing out it is contagious and it's seen and Mm -hmm. it encourages the people who are closely following you every single day as staff or volunteers Mm -hmm. like they see that they pick that up but when it comes down it's a trickle down effect essentially not to get into uh, economics but more so like right. into the spiritual economics like it, yeah. if that's a term like that's what happens like right. it trickles down and you start to uh, see hope is caught into uh, the hearts of the people in your church because yeah. it starts with uh, it starts with Jesus goes through you and Matt comes to our leadership team starts going into our people mm. and when they catch that fire it's just so cool to see what's going to happen mm. in in our church and I think I have seen that. I think Mm -hmm. I have seen a a shift in our people in both places Mm. um, the past couple of months. And despite COVID, um, God's working at Friendship Church still, and it's awesome to see. Amen.
0: Well, thanks for joining me in the Friendship Church studios here in Shakopee, and uh, we hope to see you all this weekend. God bless you, and don't forget to keep your worship raw. God bless you. Thanks,
1: Joel. Yep, see ya. If you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, you can also listen to it on our Friendship Church app or download it on your device's podcast app. You can also check out video and other content on our website at friendshipmn.org forward slash podcast. See you next time.